Brian. Hello, Nick. How are you? I'm I'm very good. I'm very good. It's uh, um, it's a it's a great day, and uh, um, just trying to keep all the plates spinning in the air. I love it. I love it. Me too. Me too. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, what other podcast topics you'd like to, us to talk about or leave us a voicemail um, about how this podcast program or our ministry at Life Without Limbs is helping you. You can dial 805-380-NICK-6425 uh, or you can email us if you have a prayer request you'd like somebody to converse with over email. Go to support at lifewithoutlimbs.org. Brian. Yep. What are we, we talking about today? We are going to talk about a, a book. It's a dangerous book. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, that's reflecting back to podcast number one, uh, but, the, but the Bible and uh, I'm spending time in the Bible. And, and I think it, it's something we all talk about. And possibly it's easier to do than ever before. I, I know my wife every morning gets an email with a, a Bible verse in it. And, and in fact, if she doesn't get that email, she thinks her computer's broken because uh, she depends on that so much. Uh, but so today we're talking about reading the Bible. Look, as an evangelist traveling 68 countries, uh, 3,000 speeches to 8 million people face-to-face, um, and seeing 1 million decisions for Jesus Christ, in that moment when people actually repent of their sins and say, God, I don't want my life uh, plan, I want your planned for my life. I don't want my strength because I am limited in my strength and intellect. I need you. You know, when you stand in front of the gates of hell and redirect traffic and heaven being real, hell being real, and the flames of hell being real, I don't even want my worst enemy to go there kind of real. Um, when I'm doing that as an evangelist and as brothers and sisters, we all in Christ try to share love to help them understand that the Bible is very different than any other book. Uh, if, if it is true that, that for some of you who, who don't believe it is true, I put the word if, I do believe full-heartedly that the Bible, there's none like it, that if it is so important and so life-changing, I mean, look at this, Hebrews 4.12 for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. That was Hebrews 4.12. If we are indeed talking about a scripture that God says is God breathed, the Savior who died and rose again, who actually raised other people from the dead before he went to the cross, uh, I'm sure that there'll be some people who might be persecuted about this book. And you and I know, Brian, over the decades and decades and even centuries, some Christians did some bad things um, and, 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 and used the name of Jesus in vain um, and, and covering their sin and decisions because of religion. Uh, many people under church has, has actually uh, hurt people. Uh, but really, the bottom line is Jesus is Jesus and the Word of God is the Word of God. Despite what else we've seen, despite what else we hear and feel, uh, when we talk about the Bible, it stands true as the Word of God, alive, God-breathed. And I guarantee anybody, if you pick up that Bible and you start in John, 
and you say, God, help me to, to, to know you more. Uh, God promises that as you hear the word of God, faith Come, start in the book of John and see if that's true for you today in this season of your life. But truly, we are talking today about the importance of reading the Bible. And I love Stephen and Jackie Green's book, The Dangerous Book by Steve and Jackie Green, um, and how they now made a museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. So cool. Yeah, yeah, 400,000 plus square feet about this book. It, going back to the the Bible verse that you mentioned, Nick, and it was Hebrews four twelve. If you're if you're listening at home, which you are, because you're okay, I'm going to keep going. You, Hebrews four twelve says the word of God is alive. It, it strikes, it hits me that I don't, I've never heard of any other book call itself alive. You know that latest mystery novel that's on the on the New York Times top bestseller list doesn't call itself alive. Isn't that, isn't that fascinating? This, this book is alive. It is fascinating. And actually, uh, believe it or not, as I've traveled across 68 countries, it's very easy to, to, to find um, people who are not atheist, especially those where there is no uh, Western uh, 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 hospitals, witch doctors, witchcraft, the witchy boards, um, all that stuff, sorcery. Now that's alive. Uh, and, and we know though that, that it's the darkness that breathes on all that. And so to stay away from that. But on the other end, when you see hell and heaven, Satan and God, this is God's breathed book that, yes, claims that God uh, has written this through the Holy Spirit by penmanship of, of uh, God-inspired people. And yes, there are some controversial things in there that uh, I don't understand. Uh, yes, there are some questions that I have that maybe I will not know the answer to until we go to heaven. But man, go check out the Museum of the Bible because like never before, there are ways in how you can really immerse yourself in understanding that the historical evidence of a Christ who died called Jesus of Nazareth, uh, and the whole Bible and, and the Jews waiting for the Messiah and, 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 and us believing that the Messiah came and, and seeing the, the book of revelations and prophecies from old Testament to new Testament. And now things in the new Testament where revelations now is discussed in how this world is getting more crazy and crazy. We are anticipating the second coming of our Christ, Jesus, our Lord, coming through the clouds and ending this whole uh, pain and us having the judge of all judges stand in front of us and say, have we been forgiven of our sins? Do we believe that Jesus has died for our sins or not? And 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 I just uh, uh, encourage anybody who's maybe been hurt by any Christian or any realm of Christianity to still get uh, on on our knees where where we may have to wait till we come to a point of suffering and desperation where we're like, okay, I've tried making plans in my life. I've tried uh, getting more money. I've, I've tried a new relationship. Maybe the problem is that I just haven't looked up and I'm looking horizontally left to right for, for hope, for happiness, for joy, for purpose. It has been for me and it has been for you, Brian, nothing but the truth that's written in this book called the Bible. Hey, Nick, not, not a side topic. Do you, when you read the Bible, do you have a physical book? Because you, you have 
uh, a, 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 your little toe there it does most of the work for you. And, yep. and if you guys don't know, he, he texts faster than anybody else I've ever met in my life. I do text. So, I do. I do sometimes read, uh, the Bible at, uh, biblegateway.com. Um, I, um, but I love, I, I'm, I'm a little old school still. I love to feel the papers through my toes. Do, I've never heard anybody say that before. <laughs> I know that kind of sounded weird, right? <laughs> No, it's great. When you, I know when you speak, and I've seen you speak to children and kids and churches. You always keep a Bible on your on your uh, platform with you. That's that's your staple. I do wherever I'm at, uh, whether it's in front of government or motivational speeches. I always have my Bible up there, and that's actually the reference that I give as a prop as well to the direction of truth, hope, love, and purpose. Um, and, and, and our greatest destiny. So yes, the Bible is important to me and it's not just to find truth. It's also to be refilled. You know, every time we step out of our home, we get attacked. Life throws curveballs at you. Uh, we know that there is a force out there of darkness that does not want you to learn more about God or be refilled uh, with his spirit. And so that is the way that I keep my armor on as well. And so no matter whether it's one verse that I keep for a week in my mind or worship songs that... Uh, relate to a scripture or, or a story. Um, we need to be continually on guard and refreshed and not just expect that our pastors at our church are the spiritual leaders of our home. We are the spiritual leaders of our home. And how will we ever spiritually lead our home unless we're actually not giving our own souls the chance uh, to actually know how to be literate in the Bible. It is so scary to know that we have a generation that not only doesn't trust the older generation on many aspects, but actually are illiterate with the Word of God. It's scary. Yeah. Well, it's not being taught. Um, and, uh, and, and I know there's a, there's a great app called Bible App for Kids um, that some friends of ours have, have produced that's very successful and, and, and kids are consuming the Bible that way. So perhaps, perhaps it'll come around, but in a different manner. I don't know. Amen. Amen. Um, so I'm, I'm, let's say uh, those listening now, and, and you're listening today to our podcast, and hey, listen, if you want to get a hold of us, give us a call, uh, 805-380-NICK. Um, I, I, I get the Bible. Where do I go? It, it's a thick book. Where do I start? Do I do I flip it in the middle and go to Psalms, or where, where if if I just want to get in there and get started, where would you recommend, Nick? Look, uh, I, I would always recommend to get started in the Book of John. It's very easy uh, to read. You hear about the life of Jesus according to the Book of John, one of the four Gospels there, and uh, twenty-one chapters. If you take three weeks to read one chapter a day uh, and then reread it, um, you're not going to know a lot about. Um, uh, uh, John, but you're going to know a lot about Jesus more than John. And, and that's the person we want you to hear about and, and, and see how he lived and loved and, and taught um, and how he was different, how he was the only one who said that he was God uh, and, and, and how he treated the prostitutes uh, and those committing adultery. Um, you know, God is not a God who's, who's there to zap you with lightning. Uh, he, he's a father to the fatherless. He loves you very, very much. And, and the father's love comes through the life of Jesus. And so to get there is great. If you are a believer and if you're a male, I would encourage you to read uh, one chapter or half a proverb a day. Uh, that's a beautiful place where many men go there. Um, and then the other book, uh, 
psalms, I would say. Uh, yeah. Psalm is a great one. Psalm 91, Psalm 139, Psalm 1. Uh, even memorizing scripture is such a great thing as well. I, I agree. I, I memorized the book of John uh, when I was in high school. Wow. Um, and I uh, was part of a Bible quiz team. And so it was easier if I had it memorized because I could answer the questions right. And uh, I still can recite multiple chapters and verses. Just It just gets stuck in my brain. And that's been a lot of years ago. You know, Nick, I we can possibly put this in the show notes, but when I was at the Museum of the Bible recently for a, a function, the president of the Museum of the Bible, Kerry Summers, spoke, and he actually um, he actually opened up Nehemiah, which we don't talk about Nehemiah enough, um, and he pointed to sixty-two um, uh, leadership qualities that are in the Book of Nehemiah. And for business and leaders and, and, and all that to say is that the Bible is chock full of, of, of advice and, and um, uh, scripture, which, which apply to you today. It, it's remarkable. It is. It really, really is. And uh, I, I never get tired of reading my Bible because even when I'm reading the same scripture that I've read many times before, possibly, uh, there's always something new and fresh that happens. And that's why I encourage anybody that before they pick up the Bible to say a quick prayer and say, God, look, I don't, I don't even know how to pray. I don't know where to start. I don't know what you want me to know, but help me to know something today, please. And, uh, and as you do that in faith, um, God shows up. That's right. Well, listen, wherever you are in your walk, um, Find a Bible. There's there's online versions. Um, uh, uh, Nick uh, mentioned Bible Gateway. We'll put that in the show notes at lwlradio.com, and, and we'll point you uh, to where you need to be. Um, Nick, let's let's take a minute and let's pray for for our listeners today. Lord Jesus, we come before you and we thank you, God. We thank you that you're forgiving, God, on behalf of all the churches and all the Christians who have not honored your name, who have not reflected your love and righteousness, forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. Father, we pray for anyone who's been offended or mistreated by a Christian. We pray, God, that you would bless them. Make their heart soft, their ears open, to hear your voice, maybe for the very first time in a very long time. We pray, God, that you would convict us by the power of your Holy Spirit. You draw us nigh to you and help us, teach us how to pray, teach us how to live. Thank you, God, that you're a patient God, you're a kind God, and that despite our mistakes, you still love us. Help us to ask the bigger questions and find those answers of how can a loving God let us go through pain and other different questions that are found in the Bible or maybe with a simple conversation with a believer. We pray, God, for anyone who does not know you yet, that they may know you. And we pray for every believer that they may not become lukewarm. They may not become somebody who just goes to church for a status quo deal. But Lord, that they may walk with you, talk with you, grow in you, and be real. For every day is a day closer to heaven and paradise. And in this in darkened and suffering world, help us to be the light and salt. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And uh, and thank you, Nick, for telling us 
that you like feeling the Bible papers between your toes. You're welcome. I haven't got a paper cut since, but uh, we, we, it's a beautiful thing uh, to get a Bible. That's pretty awesome. We are so excited that you listened to today's podcast. Thank you for joining us for, for Nick and myself. And, and uh, <clears throat> don't forget, give us a call, 805-380-NICK, and leave a message. We may use your message in an upcoming podcast. Or, uh, as Nick mentioned, drop us an email, support at lifewithoutlimbs.org. Uh, Nick, we will see you on our next podcast. I love it. Hey, I love you so much. God bless you, Brian. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And I think on another podcast, we should talk about uh, people and their philosophies um, and and other books that we sometimes read. I, I want to do that because something is really cool. As I turn pages with my toes, I never get paper cuts when I'm reading the Bible. There are some books that that we get paper cuts on. And I, I, really? I know I'm the, uh, well, I, I know some people who got paper cuts um, of, of uh, uh, you know, from different pages, but from a philosoph- philosophical view, there are some books that we read that gives us paper cuts later. And uh, that, that, that spoils our ability to hold things or walk through things. And so I know that sounds maybe a little cheesy, but I want to talk about books and what do we feed our mind? That sounds awesome. We will do that. I wrote it down. Great. And, uh, and we will do that on a future podcast. For Nick Vujicic, I'm Brian Boyd. God bless you. Bye-bye. <laughs>